Hello, Mama. Hope you're having a beautiful day. I'm so excited to be here with you today and to talk about our topic today. We are diving into what to do after you yell at your kids. <laughs> we just had a whole long series on discipline and, and how to be this loving, biblical parent. And, you know, we talked about all these amazing things we are called to be as parents and, and how to do that. But here's the thing. We're not going to do it perfectly. So we got to talk about what happens when we don't. And maybe you're having that kind of day. Maybe that was your morning. And um, we're going to talk about what to do next. So I hope this leaves you encouraged. Before we hop in, I just want to remind you how much it impacts me when you take a minute to go leave a starred and written review on Apple Podcasts. It really just is this fire under my belly to keep going. And it also just technically like it helps the podcast. It gets it more visible, more seen so that it can grow more so it can reach more mamas like you. So please, if you've been listening for a few episodes right now, just pause this episode, go pause it and leave a starred and a written review on Apple Podcasts. And it really really means the world to me. Thank you so much for helping. And, and whenever you share episodes on social media, I know I'm not on there a lot, but I usually try and check in every once in a while so I can see when you do that. And it really helps. It helps the podcast grow. It encourages me so much. So thank you for all of you that have been doing those things. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. You're incredible. And it just um, helps, you know, what God is doing here helps it spread more because, you know, sometimes I get caught up and I'm like, what am I even doing? What is, what is all of this? And then I'm like, wait a minute. I, I know. I don't have to know all the details. Like God has called me to this and I'm just being faithful. And so I can stand confidently in what we're doing here because I know it was God that orchestrated all of this. And so uh, when we grow it more and spread it more, it's not about my greatness at all. It's about God's greatness. And so I just appreciate you helping spread his goodness in the world. And I just thank you um, for those things. So, but without further ado, Let's hop into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So today we're talking about what to do after you mess up, after you yell at your kids, after you spank them in anger or whatever it looks like, whatever kind of mess up happened. What do you do next? You know, we, like I said, we just went through a series on discipline and I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It actually starts in episode 85 and kind of goes every other episode from there. Uh, it's kind of woven in with a, a series on mom guilt. But I kind of unpacked what God has convicted me of in terms of biblical parenting. And, you know, we just went over some techniques and what this can look like. And um, I know this has been life changing in my life. Uh, it's kind of based on the book Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. And it was so pivotal for me and my parenting and really stepping into what God has for me. And I encourage you to go listen to it. There's a lot there. There's also just a lot of mindset stuff. 
stuff because it's really confusing with what the world is saying. And um, so I just, I dove into all of that. So I encourage you to go listen to it. But today we're going to talk about what happens when that doesn't happen. (laughs) We talked about how to be this connected peaceful parent that really gets to the heart of their kids and they're really present. They're asking questions and they're diving in. And even in these moments of discipline, they're not getting angry and they're, they know what to do and they're confident. And, you know, all those things are great. You know, they're not threatening. They're not demanding compliance. They're being peaceful and connected and with their kid. And again, that's amazing. We want that. We're all aiming for that. And I hope you have had, if you've been listening to that, I hope you have had some days like that since then, or moments at least, right? You can't just lump the whole day in there. But the thing is, there are also going to be moments or days that are not like that, (laughs) that we totally mess up. We go back to what we used to do. We step back into our anger. We do what our parents did. We do what's the easiest way, right? And that is going to happen. It will. It's inevitable. So if you're sitting there thinking, no, it's not going to happen to me. I'm great. Or maybe you're thinking, yes, that's all that ever happens to me. (laughs) Uh, Just know it's normal. Like we are imperfect beings raising imperfect beings. We are sinners raising sinners. And while God has redeemed our sin, it's still there and we're still going to fall into it and we just can't be perfect. And so I want to talk a little bit more in depth about what to do, where to go in those moments, because it can be so easy to mess up and scream at the top of your head at your kids. I have been there. I, yes. And I don't like it. I hate it. It is the worst. I'm always terrified. Did my neighbors just hear me scream? Oh, man. You know, I mean, that's not even the worst. Like, that's not the worst of my problems, right? I also have this child that I want to love and pour into and be this godly example to, right, of, of how to be patient and how to be godly and how to, you know, control yourself. And, and here I am exploding, right? And, and so there's there's so much there in that moment that I can just perseverate on and sit there and let it just weigh me down and make me want to shrink back. And a couple things can happen. One, it can make me kind of go into like a depression of like, well, I'm just a screw up. I'm a terrible mom. There's nothing I can do. I can't even do these things that I've been learning about. I There's no point. Why am I even trying? What, who did I think I was to try these things? This is not who I am as a parent. I should just give up, right? So you can go into that space. And that, that kind of shame space usually comes at some point. But sometimes before the shame space comes, you can also go to a place of more anger where I'm like, oh, you know, you're trying to kind of justify yourself. You're kind of stuck in this lane of, well, you know what? I'm already angry, so we're going to keep going down this path and we're not turning around from here, right? <laughs> and so either route is not helpful, right? Either route gets you to a worse place. We can't parent from a place of lack. We can't parent from this belief that we're not enough and we can never be enough. And we definitely can't parent from this place of anger and just, you know, rolling with it because we already yelled, so we might as well keep going. (laughs) That's that's not, we can't do that, right? I mean, we can, just not going to go well. And really both show us that we are stuck in our pain cycle still. We're stuck in our coping 
And if you don't know what that is, you got to go back to episodes 15 through 20, where I unpack what restoration theory is. It is this incredible theory that um, I used to use as a therapist. I've, I've been in therapy myself with it. I use it every day um, to help me get out of these kind of situations. And so, you know, our pain cycle, it means that we're triggered. It means that we're in our fight or flight response, which means that we're going to act destructively. We're triggered by some kind of pain inside of us that came from, you know, when we were kids and all of us have these pain points and we're acting out of that space and in this fight or flight mode, kind of trying to protect ourselves. And by the way, just because we're trying to protect ourselves, uh, doesn't mean it's not sin, but that's what's happening. And so until we get regulated until we get out of our pain cycle, uh, the conversation is not going to go anywhere good. The relationship's not going to go anywhere good. We're not really going to be able to connect with our kid. Even if we calm down because we're in that shame space, it's not going to be a true connection. We're, we're stuck in the shame. And so we've got to get out of our pain cycles and we've got to get to a grounded place. Now, for those of you that do know restoration theory, you know, you probably know the answer here. The next step would be to do your four steps. And these are four simple steps that you use to get literally rewires your brain and it gets your body regulated and back to a place of peace. So you can actually have a healthy conversation with your kid. You can be fully present. You can get out of that shame, out of that anger. And it's literally just like four sentences and you're, you're out. It's incredible. So if you don't know that, I really encourage you to go back and listen to the episodes or you can jump into the Academy. We go over this in the Morning Mama Academy starting August 8th. Make sure you're there because it's going to be life changing. But I really, this is like the easiest tool to get out. Now there's more steps after that I'm going to go through, but first you kind of have to get yourself to that place of being okay. Right. And so if we don't, if our brains don't know that path, it's going to be really hard to do the next steps that I'm going to share with you. And so you really need to figure out how to get on that path. And, you know, maybe you've figured out some other techniques and therapy you've been in or other things. Um, if you haven't really figure out how you can invest in learning about restoration theory, you can also hire a therapist uh, in your state. That would be an amazing tool as well. So you can learn this stuff. You know, sometimes too, sometimes that will regulate me if, if, you know, I'm not using my four steps for whatever reason is praying. And so, you know, I definitely feel like these steps are powerful and needed, but if you don't have them and you're not in this place where you want to learn them, just going to God and starting there can be helpful. Get kind of get away from the situation, step away for a minute, take a breath, talk to God, even if it starts out with like, God, I'm so angry or God, I'm so mad at myself, right? You could be angry at your kids still. You could be angry at your, yourself. It could be many things happening, but just start talking to God because he can handle it all and he'll help you get through it. So that's kind of like step one is to start calming down. And part of that is to stop listening to that voice. Whatever voice that's telling you, you can never do this. You're never going to be good enough, right? That's not God's voice. That is absolutely 100% not God's voice. That is the voice of the enemy. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And what is that doing to you? Think about that. When you, when you believe that voice for a moment, it's killing you. It's destroying you. It's not giving you life. That is not who God is. That is not his voice. Sin is real and we need to be convicted of sin, but that voice is not conviction. It's condemnation. And when we're, when we're condemned, it brings us lower. It makes us feel like we are failures, like we can never, ever live up to these expectations. We can never do this. 
The voice of conviction, which is the Holy Spirit, it calls us higher. It says, hey, this isn't who you are. You can do better than this. You've got this. This isn't who you are. So it's still calling us away from that behavior, away from that sin, but it's not condemning us. It's speaking life into us. And that's how you can tell the difference between God's voice and the enemy's voice is if you feel condemned, it's drawing you lower. It makes you feel like you can never do anything versus God's voice is going to always draw you higher and remind you of who you really are. This isn't who you are, child. You can do this. And so in that moment, the first step that you need to take is to remind yourself this is not who you are. You are a child of God, redeemed by the blood of Jesus. You cannot out God. Jesus died for all of it, all of it. And so there is nothing you can do to step out of God's love, to, to, to not be able to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Like there's nothing. And so you've got in that moment to figure out how to get to a place where you can believe that and remind yourself of that. And that's why I love the four steps is because one of the steps in those four steps is saying what the truth is. So there's probably some pain in there, some lie that's going on. So for example, my, one of my big pain points is I feel inadequate. This happens in every area of my life. This has been true my whole life. This has been a big player in my life. And so uh, when I'm in those moments with my kids and I, I feel like I've just messed up so many times today, I can so easily get triggered into feeling and believing that I'm inadequate. And when I am inadequate. I'm in fight or flight mode. And so I respond with inadequacy uh, a few different ways. But in this context, it would probably be anger, which like we talked about is not going to lead us to anything productive. But when I say the truth, okay, the truth actually is that I'm more than enough. And I'm, I I can say that because God is in, is in me, in my weakness. He is strong. He has made me more than enough. And so I can stand firm in that identity. And only after really standing from saying that out loud, believing that truth out loud, only after that can I then choose a new behavior. Like instead of getting angry, reaching out for connection, because that's the new behavior in my peace cycle. But I can't get to that reaching out until I get to the truth, until I really believe that truth. So whatever that looks like for you, if it's your four steps, maybe you have a verse that reminds you of who you are. You've got to get to that place of truth and stand firm in the truth of who you are and who God made you to be. Okay. Now, once you have that, once you remind yourself, okay, oh shoot, I messed up. Okay. And you remind yourself, this isn't, this isn't dictate your value. This doesn't dictate who you are. You remind yourself of that. Then you need to admit that you are wrong and you need to do this as soon as possible. So, and this, this kind of goes hand in hand with step one. Uh, this might, you know, you might do this step before, you know, you, you get to the identity place, but as soon as possible, you need to recognize, allow yourself to recognize that you are wrong because if you don't, then you're going to keep going in this same vein. Kind of like I was talking about with the anger, right? I'm already angry. I might as well keep going. Or like sometimes, you know, you're grumpy and your spouse is like, what's going on with you? And you're like, I'm fine. I am totally fine. Stop asking me that question, right? (laughs) You know you're not fine, but you can kind of like convince yourself some in some way that you're fine or enough to kind of just like 
keep on that stance because it's kind of the stance of pride. Like, oh, you can't tell me, right? You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what's wrong with me, right? But it takes a a stance of humility to get out of that. And so we can stay in with this hubris, holding on to this pride and not wanting to admit that we've messed up. And by the way, all of this goes too for if you yell at your spouse or whoever it is, like this can go for any relationship. We're just talking about kids specifically since we just did our series on discipline. But you've got to get to a place of humility where you can admit that you screwed up. And this is, you can't skip this step. You've got to acknowledge this. Otherwise, you're not going to fully be okay. Like you can kind of, you know, if, you, if you've ever yelled at your kids and, you know, you, didn't, you skipped this step, you didn't really, you know, admit what happened, you, you calm down and you're fine. You weren't yelling anymore, but you kind of just pretended like it didn't happen. Have you ever done that? Now, you can move on in some ways from that, but you have this guilt on the inside of you and you, you know that there was that there and you know you're a bad example in that moment, right? You, you messed up and then you didn't apologize to your kids. You showed them that's fine. And so we, we have to, if we want to fully be healthy, if we want to fully get connected back to our kids, if we want to be the best example for them, we've got to get to this place where we admit we're wrong, which first means admitting to ourselves and to God that we're wrong. We do this internally first. It's kind of like this, uh, man, I messed up again. You know, because sometimes like if we kind of raise our voice a little, we can, little, we can kind of justify it and kind of pretend like it's not there. But, you know, we really need to come down from that and be like, oh, man, nope. I was being really short with them. I was not being uh, my loving self. I was not being who God called me to be as a parent. And so you've got to get to a mindset where you admit this to yourself. And something that can help with this actually is changing your posture And, you know, I I think I kind of did this naturally, but I've also heard my pastor talk about it. You know, what he's talked about is like if he's kind of getting angry or going on the wrong path, he all of a sudden will squat down like in the middle of a conversation, just squat down and it resets the conversation. You know, then he goes from there and, you know, we'll, we'll go to the next steps after that. But he changes his posture. And that can reset an entire conversation. And so, you know, with my kids, I'll do this and I'll sit on the floor. I'll just, instead of standing up in this, you know, I'll just sit down on the floor. And so find a way to change your posture. Shifting your your body can help shift the mood, can help shift the conversation, can help shift the trajectory of what's happening. So that's the next step. Admit you're wrong. Along with that, get regulated, get, get to the place where you believe this is not who you are. This is just means you messed up. And then step number three, as you can imagine, is to apologize. And absolutely, yes, in case there's ever a question, you absolutely should apologize to your kids. This does not make you um, somehow giving them the power. This is not uh, you putting them in charge. No, like this is showing them the love of God. This is showing them how to how to mess up, right? How to do it well, because <laughs> they're going to mess up someday. And so if they think that you don't have to apologize after you mess up, but you just kind of move past it, that's not healthy, right? And so you are showing them, and we know our example goes so much farther than our words. So you're showing them by example what to do in those moments when they mess up. 
You're showing them it's okay to mess up. You're admitting like, oh man, I messed up again. And I have these kind of conversations with my kid all the time about, man, yep, mommy messes up too. Mommy's not perfect. Mommy struggles with sin just like you do. That's why we need Jesus, right? It's such a great way to remind them that they need Jesus, that they can't do this on their own, just like we can't do it on our own. And so we say, hey, bud, I'm so sorry. I yelled at you and I, you know, no matter what you do, I should never yell at you. Will you forgive me? And and you say it like that and you got to apologize without a but, no buts in your apology, right? Because that could sound like, hey, bud, I'm I'm sorry that I yelled at you, but you were not listening to mommy, right? But that just negates your whole apology. Now, we're still going to hold them accountable to their behavior, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but this is not the moment for that. You have to separate it. You start with, as the adult, you start with your apology. You start with owning up to what you did because it doesn't matter what they did ultimately. You sinned, and there's never an excuse for our sin. Now, God forgives it all. We don't have to have shame like we've been talking about, but it's not its not excusable. If someone, you know, is being annoying to us, there's never, it doesn't, it doesn't justify us then hurting them, right? And so we have to take a, a full, pure minute and just focus on us, focus on how we messed up. Now, this is going to feel really challenging because you are, this is at least what goes on internally for me, you're going to feel really guilty and you're not going to fully want to take ownership for that. You're going to want to be like, well, but, but you were acting this way and that's why I got so mad and, you know, because it, it helps you feel better because you lost it, right? You sinned against your child. You hurt them. And so you don't really want to face that. It, it, it kind of helps if you can remember, well, these were the circumstances and this is what they did, right? But that's not us taking full ownership. And so you're going to have to push past that hurt, past that pride and fully step into this stance of humility and say, I messed up and there is no excuse for me messing up. And when it's the third time of the day you're doing that, you're going to need a lot of humility there. (laughs) You're going to need a lot of Jesus strength in that moment (laughs) because it is a hard but I know you can do it. And just just remember, you're doing the right thing. And, and this example goes far beyond your discomfort. Like it, it's, it's very worth it. It's going to impact them in such a profound way. Okay? So start with your apology. No buts in your apology. Sit there for a minute. Let them talk about how that might have scared them or hurt them when you yelled at them. That's okay for them to share that with you, you know, in a a respectful way. Often my son will say, I was really scared when you yelled at me or I don't like when you yell at me. And I'll say, I know, bud, I know I I shouldn't do that. I'm so sorry. So it's hard to hear that, you know, and you want to, again, throw back at them their behavior, but you've just got to take ownership. And here's the thing. The only way to fully do this and take that full ownership is to remind yourself that this this isn't who you are. This isn't your identity. And so it's your behavior. It's your sin, but it's not who you are. And so that's really the only way. That's why you have to start with that other step is because in order to really take responsibility, you have to know that it's not who you are. Because if if you believe this is who you are, then, oh, wow, that means you're a terrible mom. So yeah, it's going to be really hard to take ownership for that that moment. But this is also such a beautiful opportunity to talk about, I mean, kind of like I shared, but 
to, to share with them how you need Jesus. Like, yeah, but man, I, I really, I need to take some time and, and sit down with Jesus because I'm struggling today. You know, I'm, I'm having a hard time being patient. I really need Jesus's help and to remind them that you are not made of steel. You are not perfect. You are not this end all be all of a human. Like you are, are fighting through this stuff just like they are. But the answer is Jesus. And so you can even pray with them in that moment. You could pray, God, give me strength to be a good mom. God, give me patience. Help me just to, to slow down and be present with my kids. Help me to be a good mom. Give me wisdom, right? And so that could be a really powerful way that you approach this as well. Okay, so after your no but apology, only after that can you then go back, give them how much time they need, and then when they're done, go back and hold them accountable for what they did. So then you would, you know, shift the conversation and you could say like, is there anything else you want to talk about with how you felt when mommy yelled at you? If they're good, then you could say, okay, buddy, we also need to talk about what you did. Now there's no excuse for mommy to yell at you, but we also need to talk about your behavior because you also need to obey mommy and honor God with what you're doing. So let's talk about what happened with you. And that's when you would then have that conversation. You know, we talked about this kind of in the, um, series on discipline where you would kind of try and get to the heart of the matter and figure out what's really going on with them and help them, you know, come up with a a different plan for what they're going to do and um, help them understand really what was going on at a deeper level. And it is important to go through this step as well, because just because you messed up doesn't mean that they should just get ice cream. (laughs) You know, like I think sometimes uh, we kind of spoil our kids. We don't hold them accountable accountable because we've messed up and so we feel guilty. And so we just kind of let them walk all over us or let them do whatever they want. We don't hold them accountable, but it's they also need to be held accountable. They, they do. They need to see their sin and they need forgiveness for their sin as well. And so we've got to talk about that. So don't let your shame get in the way of you talking about their part in this. But when you're doing this, again, you want to separate these two behaviors. You don't want to say like, well, when you don't listen to mommy, you know, it makes it really hard for me to be patient with you. No, because here's the thing. You are called to be patient no matter what. You are called to live up to God's command to love each other. And so again, we have no justification for our sin. And so we don't want to say, well, you know, as we're talking about their behavior, we don't want to talk about how it makes it harder for us to be patient and it makes it harder for us to love them and it makes it harder for us. No, it doesn't matter. (laughs) That's your job to figure out how to do that regardless of how hard your child is. Now, again, we're going to be imperfect at this. It's not going to be easy, but we don't want to make them feel like they are responsible for our sin because we are each individually responsible for our own sin. And so we simply want to help them understand their sin and where it's coming from and what happened. And I have a a lot of episodes on how to do this and what that can look like, but that's, that's when you do that. Make sure you hold them accountable. Now, after that, you know, tell them you forgive them. Um, I often ask my, my son to say sorry because I want him to learn that's that's part of what you need to do after you mess up. It's not for my benefit. It's not because I need him to say it. It's for him because he needs to learn how to say sorry and ask for forgiveness for things. And then you guys can make a plan after that for what to do next. Okay, let's go try this again, bud. 
let, what are, what are we going to do differently here? Like, well, let's, let's go back to this and, you know, go back to whatever you're going to do and, and just form a plan together. Make sure you have a moment of connection, hug each other, be close to each other, make sure that everything is good and solid and go and try again, you know, help him figure out him or her figure out what they're going to do differently and then go and try again. And if you mess up again, go through these steps again. <laughs> part of all of this is just going into parenting, going into your day and your week, and just knowing that these moments are going to come. It's impossible to be perfect. That's not our job. But our job is just to take ownership for our sin and ask for forgiveness. And so we we have to just know these moments are coming and anticipate them. That way, that's going to help kind of fight off some of that shame is just knowing this is a part of parenting. This is a part of living. This is a part of being human. And we're forgiven. We just got to do those steps to do the right things to redeem those moments. And really, there is so much redemption that happens when you do these steps because you draw closer to each other. You show your kid how to, like we said, how to mess up well and what to do. And it can actually form a deeper bond with both of you, especially as you're admitting you're wrong. You know, you're you're showing them it's okay to be wrong. You're you're being vulnerable with them in a, in a healthy way. We don't want to be too vulnerable vulnerable with our kids, but you're being vulnerable in a healthy way. You're being humble, right? It's this beautiful moment of connection, and so really, it is this redemption moment for what just happened, and that's that's who our God is, right? He can redeem all things, and so that is what it looks like to redeem those moments. No matter how bad they get, there you can always turn around. That's what repentance is all about: is turning the other way. And so no matter how bad it gets, just know this is possible. Know that you don't have to sit in shame. This is not who you are. You are a child of God, no matter what. All right, let me pray for you. Uh, God, I just thank you for all these mamas out there, God, that have messed up with their kids, just like me. I have yelled and done things they regret and just had bad days. And God, I just thank you that you forgive us, God, that we can't outrun your forgiveness. We can't outsin your forgiveness, God, that it's always waiting for us. And so I just pray for each of these mamas, God, that they would be able to root themselves in their true identity, that they're children of God, God, that this sin doesn't define them. It doesn't say who they are, God, but that you want to forgive them from it and redeem it. And so I just pray for courage and boldness in these moments to, to, to humble themselves before their kids and be able to have these conversations and be able to to connect on a deeper level with them, God. And it takes your strength to do this, God. And so we just ask for more of your strength. We thank you that you offer that to us and you're going to help us get out of all of these situations, God, even if we have to go back the next day and say sorry for something. God, we just thank you that it's never too late for your forgiveness or to ask forgiveness of others. So I just pray that you would uh, just be with us, God. Thank you that you love us and that you do forgive us no matter what, God. We're humbled by that, and we just love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. 
I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.